Dosri Nune Gor Holodeck Cash. Welcome to the Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. I'm your Captain Laura. I grew up watching most of Star Trek. I'm your first officer, Mac. I've watched way too much Star Trek. I'm Eris, your communications officer, and I've seen some of it. I'm Z, chief security officer, and I have no idea what's going on. Our seven-year mission. To rewatch all of Star Trek from the very beginning. Boldly going where everyone but me has gone before. Hey everyone, I'm Laura. I'm Mac. I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And this week, your away team continues our brief jaunt through the original series movies from 1979 to 1991 with the third entry in the series, Star Trek III, The Search for Spock, Leonard Nimoy's directorial debut. IMDb's synopsis of this movie is as follows. Admiral Kirk and his bridge crew risk their careers stealing the decommissioned USS Enterprise to return to the restricted Genesis planet to recover Spock's body. I've got no problems with that. That's no. a pretty yeah, clear yeah. summary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's good. Yeah, I, I think it kind of almost almost the subtitle is a better synopsis for the movie. Yeah, like that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than that, like, oh, they're gonna steal the Enterprise. That that that's almost a little spoilery. I mean, granted, the movie's thirty-seven years old, and I only know that because it was came out the year I was born. And <laughs> anyway, somebody else say something now. <laughs> I I did like this film. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Def- definitely enjoyable. I think what really started to hook me, in like a beyond like sometimes I can watch a movie and just be like okay this is fine but mm, forgettable, but when I started to actually like like that part of I don't know maybe fandom brain something that started to engage with this movie is when you had the like ambassador for the uh not the Romulans the Klingons, who was just sort of like he's a that's four is it four yeah fuck. Okay. <laughs> Jesus, we saw them too close together. We did watch three and four on the same day. Because it was this one that got him to the ambassador. Okay, never mind. That's right. Christopher Lloyd this as is a Klingon. Cape. Yeah, this is the one. Sulu has a cape, but I think he they're essentially wearing the same yeah, costumes yes. in three and but four. This is but this I is the one where it was like, cape. hello, cape. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one where they make big swings costume-wise. Yeah. They do. For, uh, mainly in the area of leisure wear. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, that makes sense because they're not in their uniforms. Right. For the For most of the movie, they're kind of like, not undercover, but they're definitely like, we are going rogue. <laughs> like, and their their leisure wear is definitely 70s retro. I mean, <laughs> it was 80s, but... But... No, that, that, that was still some 70s fashion level happening there. Sure. Yeah, no. Yeah. I don't know. That, I, I mean, I, but the end of the, the early 80s was still that 70s. I was going to say that this is the most 80s of all the Star Trek movies. Mm, no, that no, that would be more if they were wearing like really bright neon colors. and like. Kirk's leader shoot has shoulder pads. He yeah. is ready Shad to play the wife on a sitcom. Shoulder pads <laughs> the of the era. He I is ready to go. Team Mom! Season, the new season of Designing Women, William Shatner. <laughs> I mean, it's a weird little crossover there. It would yeah. be. It's Star Trek edition. Oh my god, I can't, yeah. I can't. My brain is hurting myself. Um, and there's the little pink carnation onesie that Chekhov's oh, wearing. Yes. <laughs> that occasionally that has collar. a dicky collar. <laughs> that, yeah. He's a precious little boy. <laughs> so cute. Was that joke I made the whole like, these are my good plate. If I get them dirty, mother will give me 20 lashings. It's like, yeah. It's like, it's it not wasn't, even like little kid. It's like rich little kid. It wasn't, it wasn't his 
brightest or Chekhov's brightest moment. Like oh. that's for sure. But at some point in the third movie, that coat or whatever that had that collar disappeared. No, it was yeah. just the collar. Just it, oh, was it, it was just like the, the collar? collar after they stole the Enterprise? Like he shows up as they're stealing the Enterprise, ready to go to church. Nice. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and then when they're heading to Genesis, he's like, "Well, enough of that." <laughs> yeah. Like his like, parents this... dressed him to send him off on his on his little secret mission, you know, going yeah. against uh, Starfleet, Wait. and like, oh, this is my intrigue outfit. If that is in fact true. God, that says so much about Chekhov's was, character. Like, mid forty, still lives with his parents who dresses him? Like, no, Chekhov, buddy. I, oh, I buddy. saw it as his mustache. You know, like, how, <laughs> like, characters will, like, always put a disguise on and it's a, just a mustache. His is just a collar. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Is the collar detachable? Like, an yeah, ass collar? Yeah, did he have to, like, rip it off of the back? have to be detachable, Anybody who's right? watching them walk Doesn't through toward, on the way to steal the Enterprise is like, and they had some small boy with them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that was. I was distracted by the collar. Of course. Yeah. Oh, God. There's Shatner's leisure suit at the back half of the movie, and then, like, in Act 1, he's got a track suit that I think he's going to release, like, an exercise video. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, he fucked up his career. So he's just like, well, this is plan B. <laughs> On purpose. Yeah. Okay. That's my kind of thing, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, he saw all those, like, multi-level marketing scheme gyms were, like, really taken off. And he's like, if right. I can just get the Kirk brand out there. Yeah. <laughs> get these tracksuits, get a couple of gym equipment. You've got an entire franchise. <laughs> and this is the girdle. Don't forget the girdle. Don't forget the girdle. <laughs> this is the point in Shatner's career where he's probably never more successful because he also has tj hooker at this moment the the tv show which mm. great title uh, so he's actually on a network show and has the movies mm. so he really could open That's up that highlight. line of gyms. yeah, yeah. Nice. he was probably never making gyms, more money gyms. than he was at this particular moment in time interesting yeah so like kirk was like getting ready to be like okay this is whatever my life is and then sarah had to show up at his house and be like uh, what you gonna do about my son? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, this movie's not over, is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just what I thought. I can't no, start my exercise empire yet, can right. I? <laughs> You're like, look, you made a vow. <laughs> okay? And as your father-in-law, I need you to stick <laughs> with it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have, like, a great memory for this movie, but after we watched it, I was like, this is better than I remember it right. being. Well, it, it ha- it's unfairly ignored because two things it's an odd number movie and just mm-hmm. anybody who approaches these movies okay the even numbers are good the odd numbers suck which is kind of true but not really mm-hmm. and it also has the disadvantage between being between two and four what i mean i would say 90 percent of people are gonna pick two or four as their favorite of all the star trek movies four so, has been my favorite so far right mm-hmm. you'd say six and that mm-hmm. that puts you in the elite 10 oh okay yeah <laughs> Uhura's best moment. Oh God! In the yeah. movies, yeah, with when Mr. she Mr. Adventure, with Mr. Quote, Mr. Adventure, unquote. Yeah, yeah. Well, like that's his uh, name in the script. I noticed that yeah. on the casting yeah. credits yeah. at the end roll. Yeah, didn't like, even bother he, to name him. Yeah, he's just Mr. <laughs> like that's your name now, son. Until you retire from Starfleet, that's right. what your nickname is on all your badges. That's yeah. just it. You get a name from Uhura, it sticks. That's true. <laughs> She doesn't get used very well in the movies. She has a bit of a moment Mm -hmm. in six, and then she... She's got a few moments in four. And and in five, she dances with 
leaves. Five's weird. <laughs> Buckle up for five. I really thought you were going to say Dances with Wolves, and I was like, five takes a turn, huh? <laughs> oh, oh, five takes a turn. <laughs> oh, no, no. Yeah, and I, I really liked, oh, God, obviously I like her, but the whole welcome, or something, she's welcome to my parlor, I think that's mm-hmm. what the line was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which to step me. Step into my parlor, Step gentlemen. into my parlor, which is A, such a badass quote but b like also sets up for the fact that like i think you said that she becomes like the spy master or something like she head of intelligence and i was like oh that's such a good line for like a spy master like that whole spider web kind of kind of thing i was like oh that's some good groundwork right there that's some good foreshadowing yeah sula gets a fun moment with the don't call me tiny (laughs) beats the shit out of a of a absolute oak tree of a man <laughs> no hesitation yeah he just sizes him up going like i can take that yeah no problem i like in my head high center of gravity i got this yeah in, in my head check off and sulu i know they don't really appear together in like the original series right but they're like chaos twins like they just <laughs> they, they're just agents of chaos and they do it together and they're just they're just like hey i'm feeling a little funky today and they're like great i'm feeling a little funky all the time like yeah are you thinking what i'm thinking <laughs> probably <laughs> we're gonna put firecrackers in a whole bunch of egg cartons yes I'm like why would you do that yes exactly i, I think i just got like like her is like standing in line at the commissary like getting a cup of coffee because it's fucking breakfast and like overhear this conversation it's like how did you jump from that to the, what <laughs> i feel like though i feel like her would like go along with it she would be like oh my boys like they're getting into chaos <laughs> oh, again yeah like, <laughs> she may not help them like, yeah in a very proactive way but she would act act like absolutely clear the comms and like yeah. lay a field of deception like has anyone seen Chekhov? I actually think I saw him on deck D knowing fully well that he's yeah. way up. <laughs> no, sure. Yeah. Like, they're, they're trying to, like, break into a place or whatever, and she just walks up to the security guard and starts talking to him, like, yeah. knowing that they're trying to break. Like, that's the yeah. kind of shit I feel like a they, hero would do. They, yeah. they may yeah. not even have any real, like, they never add yeah. her into the plane. She just picks it up yeah. as they go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, let's just do this movie. <laughs> yeah, screw these other official films with their multi-billion dollar budget. Just shoot it on. We can yeah. it out. Yeah. Great way to look at Uhura's character just in general. Like the writers never never gave her enough to do. They never yeah. like she had some really awesome, cool stuff even in the show. Mm-hmm. But like it just felt like she was always underused. Yeah. Like, what if she's just always in the background? Like her as a character is just like, I know everything that's yeah. going on, even if you don't know I know what's going on. Yeah. And I am here to help in any way I can. And she's pulling strings in the background. Yeah. She's, you know, like greasing the wheels so the chaos twins can go off and do what they need to right. do. Yes. Like she's Kirk she's in you... command of everything. Yes. She just lets Kirk thinks he's in command of yeah. everything. Yes. Kirk is on the captain and title only. Or her is what runs this shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, that happened everything. on the show like yeah. uh, Kirk couldn't like that one where he was on the ship alone and everybody was on the planet by the time Uhura left that was it the, the show <laughs> like, wasn't running it, well it, yeah. I'm stranded yeah. <laughs> guess I'll die here yeah I think it's really funny Kirk definitely thinks he's the main character but I think Uhura has main character energy oh yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. oh god yeah. yeah I want that show yeah <laughs> Or I her, know, I'm, I'm the suddenly, actual Star Trek. I, yeah, I'm, I'm suddenly sad that she didn't get, like, a spinoff 
in the eighties of her own yeah. that was like, you know, yeah. Uhura Spy Master or something. I would watch If I was Instead alive. of that weird Gary Seven thing, we should have gotten Uhura's spinoff and yes. sent her into Uhura the stratosphere. Seven. I'm I'm looking at Memory Alpha here and it's talking about a subplot that was cut out of it was from that station, from that transporter room, she was also jamming every uh, Starfleet communication <laughs> signal around the, the main star base there. Because yeah. that's the only way they escaped. Because like, yeah. they had to spend 20 more minutes like plugging in their microphones, for lack of a better term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. She thought yeah. of everything. Like there's, there's those episodes of the original series when it's just, like, when Scotty was in control of everything mm-hmm. and just had people, like, and Hura's like, on the floor with a panel open, soldering wires and like making something yeah. work again. I'm like, she knows what to do. Like, yeah. she'll do whatever she's got to do to make that run properly. No, for sure. <laughs> I feel like I feel like because Kirk's thing with the where he like changed the rules of the the Kobayashi Maru. Oh yes. yeah. yeah. Okay, so I feel like he told Ahura he was like, "Hey, I need a way out of this," and she was like, "Here's a way out of it," and he was like. All right, it's crazy, and he went down with like credit for that. But I totally feel like that had to have been a her. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, he know, broad stroked it, and she was just sort of like, "Okay, so this is how it actually is going to have to go down." Which I like a little bit better than they they kind mm-hmm. of entangle Uhura into that in like the the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie. Oh yeah, because um, uh, you know it, it actually it ended up being a deleted more of a deleted scene of how he beat the Kobayashi Maru in that timeline. Yeah. But like oh. they they do entangle her in there. But I like that so much better that like she she was mad at him for you know mm, what he yeah. did in in that version of things but like in this one I think it's totally like yeah she would be like I have ideas let me yeah. help you with yeah. this yeah. <laughs> I feel like Kirk's planning of most things is the um, I'm sorry to quote fucking South Park but the <laughs> underwear gnomes where they're like step one steal underpants step two <laughs> and then you know like so so Kirk walks up and he's just like I have this idea so it's this step two is yeah. And then step three is profit, and then Uhura and Spock get together and they go, all right, we're going to figure out step two, which is basically 98% of this goddamn plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this is what the boss wants. I just, I, I don't that... know. I think what's been so much fun about watching Star Trek, because I didn't get to come into it and have, like, the nostalgia that a lot of mm. other people do, but I really like that that even though we don't get a whole lot of different scenes from the characters, like... We know their personalities. Like, we're able to come yeah. up with, like, yeah. all these fan theories. Oh, yeah. And I oh, think yeah. that is so much fun. That's, like, my favorite part of becoming a fandom oh, is yeah. being, like, like, where else could we go with this? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And we can still do that with Star Trek, even though it yeah. started oh, yeah. <laughs> 50, yeah. 60 years ago. At this and there, there's all that secondary material that can go into that. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you're not saying, that you, you could find the further adventures of Uhura or... Captain Sulu or, you know, Chekhov. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's true. Yeah. That might be a good moment to switch to our commercial break, which I will do right now. Welcome to Jim's Gym. <laughs> and one and two and one and two and one and lift. And then you get up on the rock and then you twirl and then you roll and then you kick the Klingon off the cliff and then you cool down. Jim T. Kirk rated. Jim T. Kirk approved. <laughs> Free girdle with every membership. <laughs> I'm going to create an edit point here and say, okay, so we've done about 20 minutes talking about any number of things, and I'll I'll, I'll recap the two salient messages of social enlightenment. Please go get vaccinated and learn how to cook. 
something. Yeah. Just yeah. at least one one yeah. dish that you like to make. Yeah. If you enjoy our uh, word usement noises, uh, you will also enjoy As the Myth Turns with your cultural interns. Eris! And Z. Interns, because we're not professional. And we're not getting paid. They are wrapping up their uh, run here toward the end of the year. Uh, and we may even record one today. I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. It's a head, it's a head shake. Yeah. <laughs> it's a negative on uh, As the Myth Turns for today. <laughs> But uh, that'll be available on PartyApocalypse.com, where you can find books, blogs, movie reviews, and the fourth wall in its entirety. There's a new feature on the site right now. I've started a Holodeck is Broken blog with uh, various Star Trek-related entries. There's only two there right now. One features the uh, Star Trek books that are on sale this month on Amazon, and then my thoughts on season three of the original series, which we... Decided not, not to watch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll okay. probably do a breakdown of the animated series, which I also watched recently, and that's whew, that's a trip. Uh, and some other just Star Trekky things as we go on. Eris, you have a Twitch. Yes, I do. When it's I get really stressed, it's been a while stressed... since we've done these. Yeah, so I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I do. Um, when I get stressed, occasionally when I'm really tired. No, um, <laughs> it's Twitch TV. You can find me at Eris O'Reilly. Uh, all one word, just my name. Um, I do art streams. Uh, my schedule is super chaotic at the moment. So, I mean, sorry, good luck. You might want to just catch my VODs. But, uh, no, but if you do catch me live, if, if you want to go ahead and follow me, uh, you'll be able to see uh, the notification pop up when I'm actually streaming. Uh, like I said, it's a little chaotic. I'm so sorry. I will get a set schedule here someday. But, uh, yeah, you can get me uh, drawing my comic, or lately I've been working on my D&D stuff, so uh, check it out. Z. Yes. What's happening <clears throat> on TikTok? These kids, uh, they keep talking to me about the TikToks, and I don't understand what the TikToks are. Tell me about the TikToks. Well, the, the TikToks are pretty great. Okay. <laughs> um, I think they're funny. Most, A lot of them are funny. Um, particularly the ones that I do. Just kidding. I don't know. I don't know. I think they're funny. Your <laughs> TikToks have easily been my favorite. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah so I have, I have a TikTok. Um, it's just, or underscore, it's just Z underscore. Um, I'm post, I've been doing a, a, like a Greek mythology series, mini series right now or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, that's my, that's my thing right now. Love of my life. Do you have anything to plug? Yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, anyone who like manages any sort of stream, builds even like a modicum like a moderate following on any platform props to you because i don't have the time or the energy to do that (laughs) it's not a hobby and the people who like get out there and they're like i'm like no that is a level of of something that i just don't possess so good on you congratulations and that is not sarcastic in the least like if you're able to do that I think that's awesome. (laughs) With that, I think we will go back to our episode. Okay, so we're back. We're talking about Star Trek III. Uh, Looking over memory alpha, here's a fun bit of trivia. On June 23rd, uh, 1984, uh, the President of the United States screamed it at the White House. That guy. That guy. I just want to wreck his whole uh, reputation. Yeah, fuck Reagan. Yeah, fuck Reagan. Yeah. I hope he's fucking twirling in his grave. (laughs) said, after dinner, we ran Star Trek 3. It wasn't too good. Well, fuck you, Ronnie. <laughs> he doesn't know anything. No. He has no culture. Because he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> that. Even when he was alive. Yeah. He, and I read a book one time. I 
think he may have been in close proximity to a demon. Yeah. Yeah. Did you write? You wrote that. I yeah. did, didn't I? You know, Available on partyofpipeups.com. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that. I, for, I forgot for half a second about the book. And then I was just like, oh, man, that gives demons a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, come on, bros. Hang out with a better ty- clientele. Come on. It's funny, like. Okay, so just. The like, lengths to which I will go to malign Reagan. <laughs> well, there is that, too. Like, you're the only person born you know at the end of his presidency that i'm still, still very mad like you were six when he left office and you're still very angry about four. you were four when yeah. he left office yeah. before the break we were talking about kind of making this fandom like as like its own and like you can kind of come in at any point and find mm-hmm. something to love about it and it's really fascinating to me because like and this is just like a little thing about like how my mind has always worked I've kind of been disillusioned of this, but, like, I used to be very much a, like, no, it is as the writer wrote it, and that is it. I'm not, you know, fanfic. All of that is dumb and useless, and we Mm. shouldn't have it existing in the world. Well, she who who (laughs) shall not be named has disillusioned me of that completely, um, because I'm like, you know what? You're not that great of a writer, and your fans took a hold of your creation and made it better. And... Mm. The fans and other people took a hold of Gene Roddenberry's creation and mm. made it better. Right, and I right. think that's something enduring about it. And I love that, like, Z can come in brand new to all of this and still find something to love in there. Yeah. Like, After we get through the original series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and you, you came in at the beginning, which is rocky. <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't even gotten to the stuff that I really love about it yet. Mm. So, like, it's, it's definitely, I think it's something awesome and... Yes, even, like, I, I'm not, I, I don't read a lot of, like, the tie-in books and stuff like Mac You don't does. read any right. of them. Like, you're, you're reading one to me right now, but yeah, yeah, so I don't read that, and I'm, I probably would never, like, seek that out on my own, but, like, yeah, I do love that anyone mm-hmm. could just, like, pop in and be like, yeah. oh, hey, this is cool, I like it. <laughs> Welcome to the fandom. Yes. I mean, it really kind of started fanfic, yeah. Star Trek in general. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely. like, it was, it was Kirk and Spock fic that... You know, middle-aged housewives were, like, literally printing out our handwriting and making copies and mailing snail mail with, like, stamps and bullshit (laughs) to each other. You would get on, like, sign up and get, like, mailing lists. Yeah. Yeah. And then be like, look at this, like, hot-ass erotica I wrote, which is (laughs) mailing to their friends in the post office mail. And I was like, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's interesting to me because it's like, I I know that the Star Trek fandom has its dark spots and, you know, there's people people out there that are just hateful, evil, rude. Yeah. Stunted white boys. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah it wasn't. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Um, I, I, can, <laughs> I can say that. That's our Yeah, boy. yeah. <laughs> but I think there's still a lot of goodness to the Star Trek fan base out there. And at its core, it's just still like the nerdy people yeah. that just have, like I really love this and I've learned everything about it and mm-hmm. I want to talk about it with other people who yeah, also yeah. love it like there's still that like I, I, I sometimes venture into other fandoms and I'm like oh this is not the same like the Star Wars fandom I like parts of Star Wars I can't get behind the fan base too right. well. I yeah. I yeah. have a problem with a lot it, of the fan base. Yeah. And it's not the fault of Star Wars. It's, it's not. not the, no. It's not the, the thing that they're attaching themselves. Yeah. It's the people themselves mm-hmm. have, like, 
toxicity has overflow overgrown and they run off anyone who might have been more stable yeah <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of similarities in the star trek and star wars fan bases right now because there are mm-hmm. the the dude bros mm-hmm. who might have been you know emotionally abused nerds in school but then they f- they become territorial mm-hmm. about mm. and gatekeeperish yes. you know, about their fandom and that's created new toxicity which they can't recognize because they are they are themselves view themselves as victims. So how can mm-hmm. they be the aggressor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they were, you're vic- attacking me. Ah, yeah. No. And and, these are the ones that I see complaining about, like Star Trek Discovery being too yeah. woke. Yeah. Because oh my god, we cast some black people. Right. A lot, well, and gay people. <laughs> and, yeah, we have actual yeah, that's, like that's where it gets queer off. actors playing Watch queer the roles. Original series. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. Because I like spiked the microphone. <laughs> but I, I, ah, I can talk like a Muppet. <laughs> I, I think may, maybe it's just how my social media is curated. Because mm, I'll, I'll tend yeah. to unfollow and block somebody who's got a bullshit opinion. Mm. But I think it feels like the the good people in the Star Trek fandom are sh- in a stronger position than the good people in the Star Wars fandom. Mm. They're a louder yeah. voice. Mm. Yeah. 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 So I see you out there, Star Trek fans. Yes, yes. And we still have, I, I, I love that we still have good people as yeah. the, like, Will Wheaton has become this mm. force for good, I think, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and Well, it also helps that he was a, an abused part of the Star Trek Right, mythos. and that's the, that's the wonder of it all. Yeah. Like, he, he could easily have jumped away from it and be like, you know what? Yeah. This was an awful part of my life. Yeah. I don't ever have to go back to it. But he found he found the good again and decided to help spread it. And like yeah. uh, Nichelle Nichols is awesome, and she went on to do amazing things mm-hmm. with the space program, the space program, the actual space program. And you know, Patrick Stewart is genuinely a good guy. He rescues he's pit bulls. He's like a delight. He's, he's a delight on he's social media. For, like, he hangs out with Ian McKellen. Charities like. and outreach and awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we have. Some great people as like the vanguards. Yes. Also, like if you're BFS with Ian McKellen, like you have to. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, that he right doesn't there. put up with bullshit. Yeah. 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 But we did apologize for Brian Singer a little bit. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> The director of X Men and X Men Two that had a he's been canceled at this point because he's uh, notorious. Yeah, <laughs> notorious for. Uh, promising young men parts in movies uh, for other parts and uh, then being abusive for to, to find the most concise term. I see. I He's see. a bad man. Yes. <laughs> I can, I got, so I gathered. Yeah. <laughs> and he's probably yeah. not going to direct another movie ever, Good. ever again. That's fine. Good. Cool. There's other directors out there. There are. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's not like the whole like, oh no, we won't get, like, no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> People they yeah. ran out. Right. Could have themselves been the new Spielberg or whatever, but they'll never do it because of this one asshole. Right. <laughs> so you'll never get to see what kind of goodness that they could have done. We haven't talked about Christopher Lloyd at all. He's in the fourth one. He's in the third, third one. one. No, oh. he's the third one. Yeah, he's the Klingon. He's, he's the Klingon dude. Oh, I've been holding back because I thought he was in the fourth one. <laughs> now we got, now's the time. Okay, well, lay I your love, Christopher Lloyd on I, me. I love Christopher Lloyd. When he, when I was younger, and I watched, I, I always called it Super Doc, but Back to the Future. I loved him. He was great. I wanted him to be like my crazy uncle, and so to get to see him in this was a lot of fun. Yeah. 
playing oh. a different role too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I appreciate that. Like, there's still, I mean, there's still so much. Like, Doc Brown is kind of synonymous with Christopher Lloyd to yeah. me yeah. that it's hard for me just in my brain to parse the two. But in this one, like, that energy translates pretty well to angry Klingon. Yeah, like yes. I think that kind of works. But he's slightly also, unhinged. Yes. Yeah. Because he's got he, enough of those like weird, ten- like like where he like gets really mad and then tells the other guy, "Feed my dog." Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he went on to play um, Rasputin in the Anastasia oh, um, yeah, yeah. animated movie. And he that. does really good. At, like, I just love everything that he's in. He's, like, the page master. I love the page master. Oh, yeah. Every time I see Chris Floyd, I'm like, good. Yes. This will be yeah. fine. Yeah. Yes. You mentioned that he's so synonymous with Doc Brown, but, of course, this is a year before Back to the Future. Yeah, this now. is even mm-hmm. before so, that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And it was Taxi, right? That taxi, he yeah. He played Reverend Jim on Taxi, and the studio was resisting casting him in this role because they just didn't see him in that because it's Reverend Jim from... Uh, taxi and Leonard Nimoy, the director. I've never watched. Yeah, me either. I don't. I don't yeah. Leonard it's, Nimoy, it's the director of the film, is like, really? Tell me about being too identified with the TV character. <laughs> yeah. Tell me more. Yeah. So, so in the movie, the Klingons seem to seamlessly jump back and forth between Klingon and the yeah. universal comment. And I know, I know, part of that is like you move back the lens, and it's just sort of like. You're you're you are making a movie. Mm-hmm. You are expecting American audiences to be able to sit in the seats and watch said movie. So like, there's only so much like subtitling that you know a lot of people will kind of put up with, especially in alien languages. But like at the same, but from like, but when you move that camera back in, you're like, so wait, they speak Universal Common? I have a question amongst about this. each other. Yes, it's a logistical question. I, I have a logistical point for it. When yeah. did the Klingon language actually get fleshed out enough to have that many words? Oh, I was gosh. just thinking that. Just oh, okay. as this movie was coming out, like really, because this, these these Klingons, yeah. as we come to know Klingons, because right. these are not the Klingons of the original series. No. These are right. completely. These are closer to what we know as what Klingons we know as in the Klingons. Next generation so the they may not have even had enough of the language, like written for it yeah. to be like that. That's exactly right. Uh, in the original series, not not original. In in the first movie, there's a little bit of Klingon language in that first scene where Viger uh, yeah uh, beats the shit out of the Klingon ships, but like a couple of lines. So it's not they right. don't have a syntax, they don't have a yeah. full vocabulary. They probably just keyboard smashed until they got something that seemed uh, essentially yeah. They, it was all just sound design, like yeah. mashing mm-hmm. up other noises and uh by three they needed more dialogue but the language hadn't developed yet right so by the sixth movie we're going to have a lot more klingon language and there's dictionaries and yeah and all that sort of stuff so at this point i think it was just a logistical thing they didn't have it tied right. down yeah and and to what it was to what yeah. it is now yeah i'm gonna go full nerd and ask who created the klingon language a a uh, PhD in linguistics named Mark Okrand, who uh, I, and I'm not even looking that up. I, you I, just yeah, know that. No, it's in my brain. <laughs> uh, yeah, he and I think he really started the work on the development of the language with this one because you get full phrases and, and that sort right. of thing, but it did not have that full. Yeah, yeah. You can you can develop a partial language pretty mm-hmm. quickly because mm-hmm. it's right. like you know if you get like the top 100 vocabulary words and you get some of the syntax down. I don't even um, think they had it that far. They yeah. had it just enough to have some internal logic with the the phrasing yeah. that they were using then. But by the time the sixth movie comes out, it yeah. has a Fully. specific syntax, a uh, vocabulary of, and I can't remember how many, it's 5,000 words? 
Mm. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's an f- entirely fluent language. Maybe that's at where it is now, mm-hmm. and they weren't. But they they were maybe fifteen hundred is workable. I'm betting they, yeah. by and six they were 5, at fifteen hundred, like which is about thirty language. years ago. And at this point, they probably are closer. They, they are closer to yeah. five thousand. Yeah. yeah. So and maybe at this they had maybe a hundred or two hundred. Yeah. yeah, just well, enough, just to, enough to, to get, get what through. you need. Yeah, if you if you concentrated on like the shit they need for the movie, right, perfectly fine. Yeah, and it, I mean, if they were among humans or other Federation members and they were speaking English, then you could say, oh, it's the Universal Translator, right? Picking it up. But it, you're right; it's inconsistent because they're, they're, they're on spe- their own ship. They're yeah. speaking exactly. English among themselves. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, this just—it didn't throw me out of the movie. It just obviously, it made my brain go in that kind of thing because I, I do know that. Um, that Klingon, and like especially like the third movie and then on, is what really made conlagging. It's like a dedicated community. Like before, it was just like oh, people who are interested in linguistics, and then it's like an entire subspecies of linguistics now, which is constructed languages. And Klingon is like Tolkien. Grew, you know, he did the groundwork. Yeah. But Klingon is where they're like, oh shit, we can actually just make our languages. Holy dude, what a Oh my um, god. So, you know, Atlantis, the Disney movie? Right. Um, it has, it's like Atlantean is its own language. Like, it's yeah. got its own vocabulary and, like. Yeah, they had a conlagger, um, like, on uh, payroll. Yeah. And it was inspired because uh, Klingon was such a big thing. Yeah. 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 We have reached close to the end of our time. Does anybody else have any pressing thoughts about Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock before we uh, wrap up for this episode? So next time you're away, team, we'll go to The Whales with yes! uh, Leonard Nimoy's second feature directorial movie, Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. The uh, tagline from the poster, Stardate 1986. How on earth can they save the future? All right. I mean, that's kind of silly, but accurate. (laughs) That's about right. So we'll see you then. 